What does it take to be an entrepreneur, and how is it changing in our ever-evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the Prop G Podcast, and an entrepreneur myself. Right now, we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work-life balance, how to raise capital for your business, and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the future of entrepreneurship of Prop G Pod, special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the Prop G Pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome one, welcome all to volume 84 of the NFC Beast mixtape you can listen to this podcast on any one of sb nation's nfc east podcast networks that's blog of the boys for dallas cowboys coverage bleeding green nation for philadelphia eagles big blue you for those new york football giants or hogs haven for the hello washington commanders you can also watch this show on the bleeding green nation youtube channel or the blog and the boys youtube channel we have a lot to get into i say we he is brandon lee gowden from BGN. I am Arjo Cho from Blogging the Boys. Brandon, the Philadelphia Eagles have lost every game they have ever played since the Phillies lost the World Series to the Houston Astros. Yeah, I mean, you're not going to get me with that this week because I know this loss, uh, this Cowboys loss this week was really the most kind of meaningful result. But we can't talk about that game. No, there's there's so much. I, the I'm so I'm so juiced, and I'm so I don't know. Like this, what did we do to deserve this? Like, what a division this is turning out to be, Brandon. I mean, th- what no, a no losing what a, teams. What a right? treat! Everyone's not, above not a single one, five hundred or above. Yeah, not not a single losing team, and not just like that's an important you know data point, but like good quality football, like lots of mm. legitimate stuff. Like n- none of this is fluky. None of this is like Mickey Mouse. I mean, it's all the real deal, and it is very wow. like it's look. It's really exciting. Like this is a, a throwback, right? Like welcome, welcome to the. This is the NFL. Like, it's the NFC East, and then a bunch of other kids. You know what I mean? That's really what it is. I mean, the East getting to play the AFC South this year is certainly uh, helping matters. But yeah, I we'll, mean, we'll get to them. But the Cowboys have yet to play an AFC South game, by the way. But um, okay. we have to start obviously with Monday mm-hmm. Night Football because we have to go in divisional standing order. Mm-hmm. Although, if you'll allow me, and this isn't going where you think it's going. I if I can offer something, we kind of have to go Eagles Commanders because it's kind of kind of segue no. into that. Well, nope. I mean, we're going to talk about the Eagles' perspective we, we, of it, and then we will get to the Commanders' perspective later. Obviously, we will touch on. Commanders that's a weird way to do this, route. but whatever. too bad. That's um, the rule. The Washington Commanders out physicaled, out hustled, out coached, out everything. Oh wow, out coached. Who was the coach for that team, by the way? Well, not the fake tough guy, oh, Nick Sirianni. Ron, not Ron not Mira the fake sucks. tough guy. Oh, let me slam my hits in. I'm uh, so mad. Oh, watch out. My highlighter's falling down. Uh, 32 wow. to 21, the final score. Thanks to a weird touchdown at the very end of this. Um, that does make it a, yeah. look a little bit worse. Um, what an impressive game. I know this is the Eagle slam, but like just a, a handling by Washington when, when all really has seemed lost for them. Um, a lot of people thought the Eagles were, were due. I had a lot of people telling me, look, all I did was share some data that the Eagles and commanders and giants, by the way, were among the NFL's luckiest teams in a study done by NFL operations. The floor finally fell out. The Eagles now among the cellar dwellers. Ron Rivera did something that Mike McCarthy could not do. And that is beat the Eagles in Philly with a backup quarterback. Hey, how Mm. about that? Uh, I know you love that one. Uh, Yeah, this was not the Eagles night. I think that's the clear takeaway from this game. I mean, how do you have, these big passing plays that they did one the first one deep shot to aj brown literally in his hands 
ends up being an interception. He was then, the most off. Like if I had to like grade the the level of off that everybody was, it seemed like AJ was really off in this. He kind of got banged up early in the game. Right, the uh, foot thing. Was his first target. Yeah, it just didn't seem fully right. So that wasn't helping. He only ended up with one reception for seven yards. That definitely is not you know, characteristic of him. So that didn't help. He was one know, of they multiple might have lost players. The trade. Might one have of lost multiple the trade. players who got banged up. Um, Kelsey, Joshua, Devontae got banged up at one point. Goddard, obviously. Oh my gosh. This this we'll get into that. But uh yeah, so not their night. And the other big passing play was a 51 yarder or whatever it was to Quez Watkins. It's like, okay, this is where the game turns. This is where the Eagles uh pull ahead. In the you're fourth quarter, game. you're talking about, right? Yeah. And he fumbles it after <laughs> like that's just that. I mean, yes, they were due for some bad luck for sure, but come on, like bad luck where you make these two good plays and they somehow turn into massively negative plays. Like that's, that's but not that, something that happens to everyone. Like everyone has that like, Oh crap moment. Like, and that well, had not happened to the Eagles this season in the context of this game. Sure. And that's why they lose this game in the context of like greater concerns. You're not worried about, you know, hitting the big passing plays in the future that are going to somehow turn into negative plays instantly right after that's not a sustainable thing. Zooming out. Big picture wise, this can this loss has me concerned about the outlook of the team at a scale of one to ten, like a two. I'm not really concerned about the big picture outlook. It's a hurtful loss for, for sure. I mean, this was a chance because his it, name is Hurts. You get it. Oh, there's a chance to go up, him. go uh, maintain that two game lead on the Vikings, given the uh, the tiebreaker they have right. over Minnesota. Still at the top of the NFC right now, but the cushion there has been lessened. And then obviously didn't capitalize on the Cowboys losing and dropping a game there. So it definitely is a, I'm not going to sugarcoat it and say it was like an irrelevant loss. Um, but, you know, they were due for bad luck at one point. And even despite how poorly they played, they were still like very much in this game. Uh, and nah, I got out of here with this moral win stuff. It's not nah, a moral win. They, no, it's no. not a moral win. They uh-uh. deserve to lose the game. But I'm saying like it says something that even as bad as they were, they still had a chance. They it should not it have says a chance. that they got punched in the mouth and they got run over. They had no answer for Brian Robinson, for Antonio Gibson, for Terry McLaurin. Terry McLaurin owned the Eagles on Monday night. I mean, Ty- Taylor he, Heineke owned them. Like they, they like, seriously, they, they looked I mean, no, beleaguered. They looked but, weak on defense. I mean, and, and they're, and they're they off, run over. Like, offensively. They looked like it, it has really looked easy for the Eagles. Like so often this season, but they, it, it was like such a struggle. They looked lost. I mean, they, they, it wasn't like, yes, the, the AJ Brown thing and the fumble at the very end happened, but like, it wasn't like, Oh, if not for like, if we just butterfly affect these fumbles, they went, no, like they, they were not the better team. They were the worst team on Monday. In the first half, in the first half, they, they were definitely the worst team. They I'd got say beat. the second half was a push. Like, I don't think the they second were the half, better no, team. They beat themselves in the second half. I mean, oh. those turnovers are ridiculous. Um, I mean, they're just ridiculous. I mean, the, the Goddard fumble is so it's just so pathetic. I mean, the back judge is staring at him. You, you can see it. It's clear he's staring he's, at him. He's, the, the, he's literally staring right. at Dallas Goddard. How do you not throw a penalty? It's just and like it's a penalty, too, that wasn't irrelevant um to the outcome like the penalty probably caused that fumble. Uh, a guy is go. getting a guy is getting his here head ripped off. Um, of course, he's going to lose the ball. And obviously he got hurt as well. And now he's going to miss probably multiple weeks. We'll see. He's out for at least, you know, I don't, I don't know. We haven't seen a timetable, but if he goes on IR, I'll miss at least four games. I have a question before I get to my point, but like, do you think the face mask? Cause I really don't know. Is like, is the face mask part of the like physical maneuvering that happened that led to him getting injured? Like if the face mask doesn't happen, is he still injured in your mind? I don't know. Cause he, it's a shoulder injury. I'm not a doctor. I can't say, but he certainly had his head twist in a very aggressive way. It's sure, yeah. like possible that it can, it contributed to that certainly contributed. I asked to at some level to the fumble, which came at a huge point in the game, terrible missed call. 
Um, and... but, but like, this is my thing on the like, it is an egregious missed call to be very clear. And I, I think it's like, I don't know that any Cowboys fan or Giants fan, um, or Commanders fan is like, oh, who cares? Like, it was a like, it sucks because this was a really good game, like, it, it really was. And it had a lot of juice because it's a division rivalry and it was the like added drama of like, is Philly gonna lose? Blah blah blah. And it, it sucks when like a good game has a moment that kind of like takes away from the goodness of the game, and that's what this play did. Um, and then it sucks because it feels like, and, and this happened on Monday night football between the chiefs and the Raiders a few weeks back. Like, it feels like there are like makeup calls to like, and it's like, don't, don't ruin the game more. You know what I mean? Like, don't like, don't, don't try to like undo what you, you can't undo what you did by not calling that penalty or calling that awful penalty or whatever the case may be. But my, like, I is an awful penalty, but like miss me with this, like, and oh my gosh, the refs, they're out to get the Eagles. What, what, no, who is no defending Brandon that. Graham? Like Brandon Graham with the ultimate oh boneheaded what are you mistake. talking about? He was, he, as he was sliding, the whistle was blown. What's he supposed to do? Stop mid-slide? He's supposed to not tackle the quarterback who took a knee. That's what he's supposed to do. He's supposed to avoid How the quarterback who took a knee. How is he supposed to even see that fully, thing. though? Because he's rushing the passer, this offensive lineman in the way. He doesn't know what the quarterback is doing. Why don't quarterbacks, honestly, just take a knee more in the backfield when it's like third and 24 mm, or whatever? Nah. This, because they're, this the is defenders some big loser run energy into them. complaining about well, the not. referees and officials. How, when have you ever seen mm. a quarterback do that? And how is the ref going to make that call when Brandon Graham we is see, already We see players give themselves up all the time. He's already sliding into him. He's already sliding into him. What's he nah, supposed to he do? Didn't slide he didn't slide like You make it, you yes, make it seem like he did. Better. Brandon Graham is supposed to be this like veteran leader, supposed to know everything, all the rules, blah, blah, blah. Him. He touched him down as it's he was sliding. Penalty. It's an awful penalty. And again, it's a terrible look, call. I am super consistent on this. If anybody blames the officials, it's a horrible look. I hate it when the Cowboys did they it. Deserve they deserve to lose at that the point. Niners. I hated when the Cowboys lost or did it after they lost to the Packers. We'll get to that after the Giants. But like, I, it is super loser energy. It looks oh like whining. God. It looks like, oh my gosh, we lost. It's impossible. We can't lose a game. It's there's no way that <laughs> we can ever lose a game. Saying, oh my I'm gosh, it, it, the only way it could happen is because officials are out to get Brandon Graham. No, the Dallas Scott play. I'll give you like that's it's totally fine to want that penalty because it was deserved. But the Brandon Graham thing, that's on him. No, that's not on the official. That's, that's no, on Brandon. No, Graham. it is on the official. One hundred percent. He's already sliding into the quarterback as the call is being made and Heineke's also like getting back up like how has Brandon, nah. Brandon he's Graham, getting up because he has to he has to physically blow the whistle after he gives himself up he the was very obviously down the ref determined all Brandon down no that is terrible this is this is homerism on your end it's, this is awful it's not homerism it's Nick Sirianni's fake is. tough guy like you know perpetuating itself on Brandon Graham like oh we were a dirty oh, player I'm not saying it's a dirty move I'm he's saying a it's dumb a dumb player either yeah, I it's don't a think, mistake. I don't think but, made, like, but like, I don't think it makes him dumb that he made a mistake. He made a one. He's a very good player and a very smart player. He made a mistake in this moment, though. That's objectively true. But also, how are you going to decide the game on that call, too? It's, it's not the right rule. call. It's a What do you no, mean? How are you going to decide the, the game just, on that What are you rewarding? What are you, what are you rewarding? Are you protecting the quarterback there? It's really? The rule. You protected it's, the quarterback the, who it's then not like you, got you're up acting and like, oh, they shouldn't have called it because it's not cool enough. It's the rule. They have to enforce the rule. What's the spirit of the rule? Is to protect the quarterback. Was the quarterback really in peril there? Did Brandon Graham jeopardize him in any meaningful ways? No, he didn't. He yes, did. he gave he himself up, knee. but not in a way where he nah. was in peril. Brandon Graham was sliding. He was already motioning towards him. I, what was he supposed to do? You've lost the right to ever criticize anyone for blaming officials ever again. Seriously. That's so untrue. It's just the Eagles it's deserve just, to lose the game. Eagles I'm not saying shambles. they lost the game. Oh my gosh, the they deserve to lose the game because of their own actions. They could have won the game, even though they didn't deserve it, by coming back late, and that was. A lot of the issues there were exacerbated. And honestly, honestly, poor officiating went in their favor, too. It absolutely did early in the game. I thought Devontae Smith 
kind of got it. It was a very tacky pass interference penalty on him. But that was the problem. There was this like really inexplicable calls in this game. It was not a good. It was not a good officiated game. No one can make that argument. What is, a, what is a good that, one though? Not, like, like, what is a like? Can you name a game where you're like, well done, official? Where the like, refs were not a factor, an obvious factor. I mean, I, it's a subjective process. Like, the officials suck. Like, but the officials suck for everyone. Like, let's the, talk it, about like, more why the Eagles lost. The Eagles lost not because of the refs, because their defense was on the field forever. Because Jonathan Gannon is a big fraud. And <laughs> oh my gosh, <laughs> he. I mean, he here's is when the, it comes to. I'm not saying aesthetic. he's good, but he, he is the very clear fall guy. Like, it, it is. But like, the was, aesthetic is terrible, RJ. It's just what is the plan? It's sit back and allow Taylor Heineke, who like, what's what's Taylor Heineke's like biggest weakness you would say probably not a good uh, arm right so why big, wait what did you say what, did you, what was your answer not a big arm right not a good like he does not have a good arm well yeah and i don't i mean i think like i mean this is like this isn't specific to taylor heineke but i think if you pressure him like he's a mistake prone dude you know what sure. i mean but so like if you but drop back you and you're giving him time back? like you're yeah you're allowing yeah. terry mclaurin to eat and get open for him it just didn't make any sense like especially okay that's your kind of your ethos you're gonna do it early in the game that's fine it took him basically until after this, their, the commander's first drive in the second half, which took eight minutes, so basically you're halfway through the third quarter, more than halfway through the third quarter at that point, to adjust. It just took way too long. They did not challenge uh, Taylor Heineke to, like, beat them. They, they just said, you know, like, you know what? Well, you'll eventually make a mistake. We'll just sit back, and you're eventually going to make We'll just wait. That's our yeah, strategy. Yeah, because that's what they've very, done. They've played some bad teams. We'll that's, but that's, but that's like a sound strategy, right? Like, hey, you're not that good. Like, we'll outlast you, right? Like, that is a not, fair strategy in some respects. To a point, to a point, but it was clear it wasn't working. And they could have adjusted much sooner, and they didn't. It took way too long when it was clear that it was not working. And Washington is going on these drives that are designed to Dude. shorten the game because they know they're the inferior team in this matchup. They want to play ball control, and that's how they want to win and bears chiming in and the eagles just let him do it jonathan gannon's like fine you can do it <laughs> like what are you doing so the as bear speaks um it was a tough loss for him uh obviously with against the lions bear it's cool oh You're my fine. god i can't wait We're to talk about the eagles justin right fields now and they're fraudulent on, fans um justin so, fields on the sb nation nfl show this week justin fields oh. who's lost his past two games but you would never know it and apparently he's the mvp of the league now according to some people insane one second while I get Bear out of here. Keep going. Lost the Lions of all teams. RJ is going off screen for the audio listeners to control his dog, Bear. Um, uh, RJ is also very wrong when it comes to the Brandon Graham thing. I mean, he just was sliding, and I don't know what he's supposed to do differently. There's nothing he's supposed to do differently. Anyway, um, yeah, it's a hurtful loss for the Eagles uh, because of the reasons I talked about with the Vikings. And and they're only a game over the Giants now. The Eagles still play the Giants twice this season. Uh, Arte is still gone, by the way. It's taking forever to get back. Come on. Um, offensively, I can't say the Eagles had, you know, obviously they didn't have a great game. They turned the ball over too much. And then even outside of those, too many three and outs. Couldn't stay on the field. Again, didn't help that the defense wasn't really giving them chances. Game was kind of shortened. Um, but the offense certainly could have done better as well. Um, why don't I just also plug here really quick that you should go to righteousfelon.com. Since I have this, I mean, RJ's gone, so I can do whatever I want here. I'm just, I'm fine solo. Righteousfelon.com, discount code BGN15 for 15% off your orders. That was a greater challenge than usual. Um, I hope you weren't placating to the fraudulent Eagles and their fraudulent head coach. Um, The commanders went on, was it five straight scoring drives? 
I mean, you could argue that like luck even worked the Eagles' favor at the very beginning with the fumble. Like they had the opportunity and they scored on it, and they just they had a seven nothing lead, and then just yeah. got punched and punched and punched and had no answer for it. It's weird though because like there's a lot of oh the Eagles' run defense is this big concern coming out of the game and. I agree with that to some extent. That is a concern. At the same time, you just said they got rain all over. Do you do you know what the Eagles' yards per uh, carry was allowed in this game? What would what you guess it? it would be if they got rain over? Well, I have it in front of me, so I, it's not okay. really fair. It's what is um, it? I mean, if, if you're, t- I'm looking at individual players, but like, so Brian Robinson, Antonio Gibson, and Curtis Samuel, who played for Ron Rivera in Carolina, in case you didn't know, all average over three yards of carry. But it was but just, like it, it was death four. by a thousand paper cuts. Exactly. So that what they did is the commanders made it a lot of third and manageables, and they couldn't convert. But the, I think the point being, and my co-host Jimmy Kemsky uh, pointed this out on BGN Radio, which we just recorded for the Winning Your Nation podcast feed. I don't think the run defense was the biggest issue. The third down defense was obviously the biggest issue. And now some of that goes hand in hand because they want commanders able to run the ball. um, Not like amazingly well. I mean, their longest run was only 11 yards. So to to be like the run defense is a travesty. It's kind of funny that they only gave up a a long of 11, Um, but certainly they didn't, they didn't force enough negative run plays. Like it was like consistently three. Yeah. Couldn't get off the field. It wasn't Like like, you know, seven, but then there was a loss of three. Yeah, they were, they weren't getting them behind the chains. They, the, the commanders kept staying on schedule, and it was just a bad job by the uh, Jonathan Ginnon to not adjust. And also, I did say while you were gone, um, like the offense, you know, the turnovers were an issue, but they they had some crucial three and outs. And the, the, the biggest one, really, was at the end of the game on their penultimate drive where you get the ball back. Um, this is like, okay, this is, this is a big spot for Jalen Hurts. And I thought he had a good game overall. You know, the interception... Kind of fluky. He, he, he couldn't get it done. Couldn't get the fourth quarter comeback done. done. But yes, he has absolutely. no fourth quarter comebacks ever in Philadelphia. Well, in Zero. that in Philadelphia, I don't think that's true. The broadcast said it. He's never mm-hmm. had a fourth quarter comeback at home. Oh, at home. Okay, <laughs> that's where else would Philadelphia be? I thought you meant like with Philadelphia, uh, like as a member of the Eagles. Well, that anyway. would still be true. <laughs> oh no, I don't, uh, no, I mean, no, no, in Philadelphia yeah, at home, right? right. So uh, anyway, um. Where was I going with that? Hurts. Uh, oh, yeah. So it's third and eight. I mean, the whole sequence was off of that, that penultimate drive. They run the ball for some reason. Hey, first down. It's it's second and eight. Then uh, Hurts gets pressured, throws short to Miles Sanders. It's incomplete. But I think there was something weird on that play. I had to go back and watch. But like they were they were in like twelve or thirteen personnel. I think both Devontae Smith and AJ Brown weren't even on the field. Like, what are we doing? Like, what like what are we like? What is this? And then third down, Hertz just drops his eyes way too soon, feels the pressure way before it arrives, and then basically runs into a sack for a five-yard loss. Um, and that was like, you know, that's pretty weak. It's a weak showing from the offense. So I, I think the defense deserves most of the blame for sure, but I'm not trying to let the offense off the hook either. I don't think that Jalen Hurts deserves the blame, although he did fail to engineer the comeback. Um, but but I think that A.J. Brown deserves blame. I think that Quez Watkins deserves blame, right? Like if you if you if you want to hand some blame out, you know, on offense, there's definitely some scoops that you can you can dolly. Um, I don't know if dolly is the right word there. Um, you know, I, I think the most embarrassed the most embarrassing moment for the Eagles offense this season was coming out of halftime. All right, here's a chance. You're down by six. You know, everyone's kind of wondering what's going to happen. You go three and out. That is super embarrassing. Like yep. that is that is a really pathetic. Show. And and it was on their final drive too. Before the in a situation where they've been so good this year, these end of second quarter scenarios. The second quarter right. in general is like their quarter. 
they also went three and out, I believe. So yeah, to go three and out both at the end of the second quarter and the beginning of the third, like that's like the guts of the game. That's where you can like turn the game around or really like seize control if you have the lead and they just, they came up small. So yes, again, I'm, and then I'm putting, you I'm putting like, talk, you talked about it, but just to add, I know that they had the one play at the end um, that like cost a billion people fantasy leagues with the Devonte Smith, like what was defined as the fumble for him. Yeah. Um, but the like that was not. I don't categorize that as like their final possession. Like their actual no, true final. Over. Right, yeah. right. Their, their actual true final possession to go three and out is super embarrassing. Like that's what like, I said. Yeah, I, I know. It's, I'm I'm piggybacking off that. So like mul- literally multiple times. Like when the going got tough, and like so sure the like line is funny that Jalen's never had a fourth quarter comeback. Yes, Quez Watkins fumble, whatever. But multiple gotta have it important clutch drives that you have to have not only not getting it done but to go three and out it's really 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 yeah. i would say again I, i'm gonna if i were proportioning blame here the defense definitely deserves the majority the, again the offense came up small in some big spots the defense didn't get the offense enough touches by staying on the field for forever um but the offense didn't make the most of the limited opportunities they had to work with as you may have heard before more than one thing can be true i do last thing i want to say on this and then we'll get to the giants um, so like, again, like a big take is like, I know you kind of dif- diffuse it a little bit here, but like, it's like, oh, the Eagles run defense is really bad. Like, and then like, I saw these tweets floating around, like, you know, next up Jonathan Taylor, right? Like, and all these running backs, the Eagles got to play who has a good run defense in the NFL, because like, that's, that's the concern. In Dallas. Okay, fine. But like, the, like Dallas is, is like, that's their Achilles heel right now too. So right? like, they can't mm-hmm. stop the run. Like who's, who's really good at that. Like, I feel like it's just is sort of indicative of like where we're at in the NFL where it's like, nobody wants to pass anymore. Like we've truly reverted to the nineties where the NFC East is just the best, you know, group in the game and everybody's running the ball and playing defense. Like you're right. The Niners can kind of contain their run a little bit, but nobody else the really bucks. can. I'd say the bucks at least, you know, sure. They, but they... like for the most part, that's a, it's a common denominator. So like, if you're an Eagles fan that feels that way, or if you're a Cowboys fan or whatever, like it's kind of like a widespread issue. Like that's just where the game is at in this particular yeah. weird season. Yeah. And I will say, you know, look, I'm not going to, one of these people who are like Eagles losing is actually good. No, it was a harmful loss. Um, when it comes to the the impact of the standings and everything, uh, that said, if they go out and they blow out the Colts this weekend in Indy, then, you know, you put that game behind you and you're know. looking good moving forward. Yeah. I want to say what it, it was super impactful. For both New York, we're about to get to, and Dallas, because Washington is maybe a playoff team, but they're not winning the division at this point, right? No. But like the fact that it's a divisional loss, and and New York and Dallas course, each have one, yeah. but but like New York controls their destiny completely against the Eagles because they still get to play them twice. And if Philly loses one more, then Dallas. Well, no, seriously, like, but like if well, we're then being so, do the Eagles though? Then the Eagles also do that. <laughs> I know, but like I, I know, favor. but like this this was like every Eagles fan was like walking and talking like, oh, we win eight, no, hang the banner. So like. Like the Giants now 100% control their destiny against the Eagles. And if the Eagles lose one more game, any game, then the Cowboys also control their destiny against them. That's, but that's why this loss being within division is so, it's not just a yeah. loss. It, it is a, it is a huge thing I, that, that the Eagles lost to the commander specifically. I'm not trying to downplay the impact of the loss from that standpoint. I'm just saying, like, from the big picture, like, this has the opportunity to be a blip on the radar if you go out moving forward and play better and you learn from this mistake. I don't think they needed to make this mistake. I disagree with that wholly. But now that you're in this bad situation that you have made, it's up to them to make the most of that, and they still can do that. We'll see if they do. That's obviously after the, the Colts thing. game. Because I think the last thing I want to say, right. wait, real quick, because this speaks on the bad vibes, and this is the true reason the Eagles lost the game. Why 
was Jeffrey Lurie. <laughs> why, why, why were Eagles fans playing? We are the champions in the parking lot. Did you see this before? Because the game this is because I don't mean to say like say all Eagles fans are this way because that's not the case. Like right, that like is people, not the case. That no, is no, not no, something no. I've ever heard. In the, no, no, no. In the no. But like pe before. people make declarative statements, right? Like the way like oh Cowboys fans were saying Cooper Rush is better than Dak. Like no, like a subset of of silly people were saying that. So like I'm not declaring that all Eagles fans are like this, but a lot of Eagles fans are front runners right like oh hey no watch out here like people already planning like oh if we get to arizona the saturday before then we can do you know what i mean like already kind of no man this is a week-to-week -week thing um that was so, terrible the game was lost at that point honestly i felt terrible after seeing that um so the colts this weekend i i just want to let you know i will be all kinds of relentless <laughs> if the eagles sure, lose should to, be to you the jeff be. saturday led colts but so after be. the colts I don't know what I really don't know what to make of this Packers team. Like I'm not impressed by them any any more than I was a week ago. Uh, but whatever. But so still, I mean, okay, Aaron Rodgers, go be Aaron Rodgers. Mm -hmm. The Titans, I don't, I still don't know what to make of the Titans. But then the, that that stretch we've been talking about the Giants, the Bears, the Cowboys, like, and then the Giants to wrap it up. Like mm -hmm. it is, it is tense. It is it is going to be a really really fun holiday season. Sure. I mean, but you know. If you're a good team, they'll take care of business. And if you're not, well, you'll get exposed. We'll, we'll see. New, it's going to say a lot about them. The New York football giants got to win. Sure, it was the Houston Texans, but who cares? They got to win. They're 7-2. and two. They controlled their own destiny towards winning the NFC East, something that R.J. Ochoa said was possible back in the offseason. <laughs> he got laughed at. On it. He got laughed at. Nobody believed it. in me. I was here all along, 24-16, to 16, the final score. Um, Saquon Barkley, guess I know it's been a few days. Guess how many times he carried the ball? Do you know? On Sunday? Yeah. No. Well, guess. No, I don't want to guess. 35 times. <laughs> like welcome to the NFC East in the 1990s. That truly is where we're at. Um, this was this was a go take care of a bad team game. And the Giants did that. I mean, I know it was like a little cutesy tensy, whatever. The Giants were in full control all the way through. The headline from Big Blue View, our good friend Ed Valentine, who we really need to get on the show here soon, especially at the point, Giants. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, Giants, Texans, things I think, colon, the only thing pretty about the Giants is their 7-2 and two record. So you even have Ed saying it. Like This is not a team that scores style points by any means. It's not a team that's been impressive. Um, a team that entering the week, I believe, ranked something like 12th in point differential or, or 8th in point differential. It was not very high, obviously, relative to their record, and then like 18th in DVOA. So they, right. they're, they've clearly overachieved. I think they are due for losses. I said they were going to lose either the Texans game or the Lions game. I didn't really feel good about picking arguably the worst team in the league to beat them, the Texans. Uh, I think the Lions, who have won their last two games, do have a chance to beat the Giants, although, you know, the game being... Do you, uh, do you know what the line is at the moment of our recording? No, and I also know that uh, Jared Goff has won now. The Bears game was in Chicago, right? The Lions Bears. Yeah, okay. So that, I believe that was his first road win as a member of the Lions. So not exactly a road <laughs> it, well, warrior. Well, it was Dan Campbell's first road win as the Lions head coach. Okay, so. sure. That goes hand in hand. Right. Uh, so yeah, not the best road team, but uh, I do think... You know they've been frisky, and I don't think the Giants have been amazing. So I think that's I think the well, Giants are going to lose some games here. They absolutely are. They have the same spirit of like weird win energy, right? Like so you could kind of see the Lions pulling it off. I I'm still picking the Giants. They're three point favorites at this time, according to our mm -hmm. friends at DraftKings. I'll take the points. Um, but 
you know, people were saying like entering last week, like, oh, we're about to find out who the Vikings are. And then Kirk Cousins stood up the same Kirk Cousins who was able to execute a game winning drive against the commanders when Jalen Hurts could not in back to back weeks, mind you. Um, but we really are of him. after this week, um, get, like it's it's some serious interest time for the Giants. So I think they're going to beat the Lions. They're going to be eight and two on Thanksgiving Day when they visit the Cowboys. I disagree, but OK. Um, by the way, the last time the Giants visited the Cowboys on Thanksgiving, the Cowboys won the Super Bowl. But so starting well, next, this? the Cowboys are or sorry, the Giants are definitely going to lose one of their next two games now. Okay. Yeah. Um, so they'll be eight and two in my estimation um, at Dallas, and so that kicks off four divisional games in a row for them. And the fit, the one after that is in Minnesota. So like serious big time football coming up for the Giants at Dallas, Washington, Philadelphia at Washington and that uh, between that Washington game, the commanders are on their box. They get the giants two games in a row, um, which like, I think is going to be a little bit more impactful than like the usual. We know the division really well type thing, right? Like you can, you can really kind of say, well, you know, last or not last week, but two weeks ago they did this. Let's, you know what I mean? Like I'm, yeah. I'm simplifying it, but like, I think that's a thing. Decent um, chance. There's a split there. I feel like this is, you know, so yeah, like their, you know, their wins have been, you know, what I think their most impressive win right now is clearly Baltimore. I think you could argue they have the most impressive win in the division um, that, that any team has had. I, th- really? I well, Over you're going to blowing out the Vikings, but you think the Vikings suck. You think Kirk Cousins is terrible. I mean, so how is it? How is it a badge though. of honor? So to how are really... you going to say that? I, I, no, I didn't but, say what I said. I said what you said. You no, said but like you could argue, but when like, I think context is important when the, when the Eagles beat the Vikings, we did not. No, I knew, but we did not know the collective that the Vikings were this good. And I still didn't even say, I said, you can make an argument. Um, so like the two highest quality wins are the giants at home against the Ravens or the I mean, Eagles. I think at home how the Eagles the beat the Vikings is more impressive than how the giants beat the Ravens as but well. The giants and, contain Lamar Jackson. Like that's tough. Lamar I mean, gave the game away at the end. Still like that's them. Like you can't the say he gave it away. They forced give the game away. Like the Eagles beat them. They left no doubt. Um, this Giants team, it's so weird to like assess their games because like in you can like you beat the Texans. Like, what are we what did we learn from that? Like the, I think the thing, and we've already said this, the thing we have been most wrong in the history of the mixtape, the short history, albeit, is Saquon. Like that dude owns us right now. Like he, you know, we were really, really wrong about that. In the short term, yes. I still think what do you the, mean the short term? Like, let's uh, like eat the L. It's our L. We're, no, break it in half, eat it in half, I'll leave my like, head. Okay, how long? But okay, sure. For this season, absolutely. Long term, still have questions. And that's relevant when it comes to the contract, which I kind of heard you allude to on Monday, Football Monday. And you kind of said, you didn't really give me, I need you to be on the record with the take about what they should do about his contract because you're like, that's tough. And it is tough. It you is have tough. to pick a side. What do you what do you think the Giants should do? Um, I'm not opposed to bringing Saquon back. Like again, the contract matters, right? How? Like I, on the tag. I actually, yeah, like take tag him. You know what I mean? Like, and if he holds out, then walk away. I mean, you know what I mean? Like tag him. That's they can prove it again. Like, and that sounds cold. Like I don't like I'm I'm always well, like, what, pro you know, player. We're talking about from a operation right, like, standpoint, from, from a team building standpoint, from a, a general manager standpoint, make him prove it again. You know what I mean? Like at this point treat him and he's not the same player but treat him the way washington treated Kirk cousins like let's see it again you know what i mean like you have the tag at your disposal you have a lot of cap space to play with you might as well it would be really irresponsible to not do that i think i think they have to tag him he's so he's gonna be a free agent after this season and like the other thing about this that's so interesting is this is like a smart front office at least it seems like it this giants front office now coming from buffalo so it's it's it, it was interesting to me to read these reports that we've been seeing that like you know 
there hasn't been necessarily progress on you know because i think it, like if this is the gettleman giants or whoever like they're already signing state content extension they're giving him like a historic breaking deal and it, it gets complicated because emotions are a factor here and i think we saw that with the cowboys and zeke and i think this is going to be a very interesting decision to what the giants do with saquon because i think like zeke at the time uh that extension was a win in this in the sense that he helps the cowboys win now in the short term but it was obviously not a good long-term decision so i think it's really going to be interesting to see what happens with him and and to your point on uh monday football monday with the quarterback general jones definitely back like there's they have a lot of big uh decisions to make still i think ones that you know are certainly good ones to have they're in a good spot but this 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 offseason for the giants is like a huge inflection point it's like okay they could flip and like turn into like real contenders, like team, like like NFC legit power, or they could screw this up and go back to the bottom. I mean, the quarterback thing is like the pendulum, and but I think you can make that argument for like both New York teams. This isn't the AFC what AFC East mixtape. By the way, right now if the playoffs started, all four AFC East teams would be in the playoffs, uh, which is the dream for us, obviously. AFC uh, East. Uh, that's true. Oh, uh, yeah, like how come that never got any pop? But whatever. Anyway um because the patriots just own the division for so all right you mentioned turnover differential just like again because that is important context and like that that can like inflate and change like in a weird way week to week currently through week 10 the eagles lead the way plus 13 the vikings plus eight the ravens plus seven so like again that kind of goes to the argument of like the high quality wins for the eagles and giants right there um the cowboys next at plus six uh the cardinals at plus five and then the giants tied with the seahawks at plus four so they're improving right like and I, i think that's like indicative of like what the season is for them like they're a little bit scrappy they're a little bit overachieving but at the same time they're also improving and kind of getting their footing underneath them okay give them their flowers i mean like i'm not not, flowers i think they're a legitimately like above average team i do not think still they are good as their record indicates they are i think they are due for some losses here they're gonna end up being a team that that's, i think that's so like it's that's real that's what's their ceiling what is the giant ceiling the seal the ceiling is the division around. this season like that, that's a yeah. really good ceiling though like but like okay, that's more sure. than what you're offering that, no that's it's not more than that's what you're my offering. point they're a decent team that i think can win a playoff game that's probably you know where they it. rank although you know where they rank in said, this week oh i know they were 18th last week entering where would you 10. guess where would you guess they are overall well, they didn't like crush the Texans. I guess they would be like 16th. I don't know. The 16th team by DVOA, just for context, the Jacksonville Jaguars. The 17th team, the Minnesota Vikings. Um, the 18th mm, team. The Atl- and by the way, fraud. the Baltimore Ravens are third, which again speaks to the high quality win of okay. the Giants. Um, the Atlanta Falcons are 18th. The New York Giants are 19th. They and dropped, the Detroit they Lions dropped a spot in DVOA. They dropped. And the Detroit Lions, who they play this week, are 20th. So kind of a battle of like weird teams. The, the Giants are just like, a little bit more spunky and lucky or whatever you want to call it. Right. The Giants were one of the luckier teams in the NFL based on that NFL operation exactly. study. Um, well, you can't like say that and, and like use those things to bag on the Giants and not apply them to the Eagles. Just so we're clear, the Giants um, offensively uh, rank 15th in DVOA. Every metric, but okay. Defensively rank 24th and from a special team standpoint, rank 16th. So yeah, like, like you said, like it's a different version of like what's their ceiling. They're not like really good at anything. You know what I mean? They're just no. not real. They're just not really bad at anything. And mm-hmm. they they hold on and survive. And if you make a mistake, like Lamar Jackson, they're capable of sitting on you and and waiting it out and winning the game. 
we've said this that's before. True. I've said this before at least. No, I don't disagree. I'm saying like they don't beat themselves. That's a that's a big departure from the Giants of years past. Is they would very much beat themselves. The these Giants don't do that. Um, okay, now that we're halfway through the division, let's take a break and hear a word from our sponsors. Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What does it take to be an entrepreneur and how is it changing in our ever-evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the Prop G Podcast and an entrepreneur myself. Right now, we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work-life balance, how to raise capital for your business, and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the future of entrepreneurship of Prop G Pod, special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the Prop G Pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back. During the break, Brandon told me that he is going to make a very special meal or part of the meal at Thanksgiving dinner. What are you making, BLG? You know I'm not the biggest Thanksgiving guy, so it's probably not true in addition to the fact that uh, there wasn't even a real break. Um, I don't know. I don't – I have a – I'm going to bring a pumpkin pie so that I've got that going so far. If you had to assign pumpkin pie to a holiday – does it belong to Thanksgiving or Christmas? Because it, it can't be both. Thanksgiving, easily. But in what what is on later, we'll have some pumpkin pie fraud. I mean, it, you it can have it then again, it too, but it's not their, you know, I, what's a, what is a true Christmas pie, would you say? Pecan. I think that's a Southern thing. It's not. Um, I will say, I really, so now that I have a kid, I really want to have something that is like, like I think I mentioned this before, like dad's like thing that I can make. Like dad, make your whatever, like your famous whatever. And so I kind of want to make, um, well, I kind of want to make like a Thanksgiving mac and cheese. You know what I'm saying? Like make make your make your Thanksgiving mac and cheese, dad. You know what I mean? Like it could be like a thing. Um, so I'm kind of like I'm, the I'm Cowboys in the market. mac and cheese. Well, I'm in the market. Oh, that's the name. That's what we'll call it, cowboy mac and cheese. So I need a recipe. Why? If somebody, I want there to be some sort of um like protein involved. Like I don't know if I want it to be like pulled pork or what. But if anybody a has buffalo a buffalo mac uh, and cheese is a, is a great thing. If anybody has a mac and cheese recipe, hit me up on Twitter and Instagram at rjocha. You can hit like Brandon. A jalapeno mac and cheese. I don't know. Haven't decided. Um, you like a spicy now, food? I don't like love it the way you do. Um, it's fine. Um, I think 
some people make loving spicy food their like personality trait. I don't think you do that. The same way they make like loving sour candies their personality traits. Like, oh my gosh, I love the sour green apple. It's so good. Ugh. Whatever. I do like a sour yeah. green apple. I like spicy, but not to the point where it hurts. You know, I have to. It's it's about about ratios, and it's about having the right ratio of flavor. And uh, would you ever do the like drink milk when you eat something spicy? Move. No, like so you're talking about something that's so hot that I would require that. No, that's too much. I think milk is gross. Like I don't. Milk is fine in cereal, but like I really don't want it in anything. Like I think it's I think it's weird that people drink milk. I feel but. like the move too would be to get ice cream because it's like colder, right? But no, but that's like a thing. I, I don't know the like no, chemistry behind that. Like, yeah, but so, I'm saying like, wouldn't you rather have ice cream? No, because I you I would want to like chug it if I if it was really hot. You couldn't chug the ice cream. Well, you know, like you get you a milkshake then. Again, you couldn't chug that. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, you can. take the uh, lid off. Brain freeze, dude. Um, okay. The Dallas Cowboys blew a 14-point lead on the road at Lambeau Field. <laughs> you Dude, wanted this I, game so bad. I Don't did. act like it doesn't hurt. It, hurts it does so hurt, but bad. like it, it hurts because this bad dude owns my team. Not some weird quarterback named Taylor. Taylor Heineke's got green and black and white Jordans right now because it he owns the It is astounding to me that there are um, Dallas Cowboys fans who are not insanely fired up for this game. The Green Bay Packers yeah. owned us for the better I, part of the look, last decade. They are a big brother, and I do not care what their record is. I want to storm into Lambeau Field, plant a silver and blue flag and dominate Where did all I write four this? quarters. I know I wrote that. Where was that? Uh, In the most <laughs> savage way possible. This week is for Mike McCarthy in many ways, but it's also a changing of the guard. The Packers are seemingly, thankfully, at the end of their incredibly dominant run. I want the Cowboys to send them on their way and not fall victim to any sort of trap game or lull or whatever. Win wow. this one for Mike. Brandon Reed, bloggertheboys.com. The Cowboys are living his head rent free. Um, who you are nowadays. Dude, Cowboys like, by 20. We, we, talk, we talk all the time about how sports should be meaningful and they should hurt. And like, yeah, like I hated that there were Cowboys fans who were afraid, obviously rightfully so, of like assigning, you know, intensity to this game. I was not afraid. Like, like it should, I, I hate this. Like this dude owns, my dog's been barking in the back on this whole show. I made this joke already several times this week. His name is Bear. We're Cowboys fans. Aaron Rodgers owns this household. He does. Mm. It sucks. It bothers me greatly. I mean, like, and if you can't beat him now, when can you? Like, Never. when is it going to happen? I mean, it is so frustrating. And so, like, I don't know what, like, victory lap you're taking. Like, I'm really sad about this. But, again, I feel invigorated that the Eagles couldn't capitalize it because they're, you know, fake tough guys like their head coach. I mean, this was – they blew a 14-point lead. Like, it was so frustrating. And, like – they were in control of that game. Like, they never – they, like, they were never not in control of it, I felt like. They didn't blow it to, like, Aaron Rodgers making this, like, amazing play. You know what I mean? Like, that's what's frustrating is that there's people like – oh, and, like, like me that are like, Aaron Rodgers owns them. But it's not like, you know, not like Aaron – did own them like you know like it was like the third and 20 throw was amazing you know whatever like it was just they they just ran all over them they couldn't yeah. stop Aaron Jones and they like they the Cowboys knew they were gonna run they couldn't do it and and like I'm so bothered by I hate this season to be very clear I hate how this season has forced me to become this advocate for running the ball because I feel stupid right like I I, I mean like by principle I believe in passing the ball and moving mm -hmm. through the air like the quickest path to the end zone is through the air but I cannot believe the Cowboys didn't run the ball on third and three in overtime. Sure. And and I, I love the decision to go for it. Totally fine with it. It sucks that it didn't work out. But if you know you're going to go for it on that fourth down, if assuming you don't lose yardage on third and three, you have to run the ball. You ha Especially at that point in time, the Cowboys had run the ball four times in overtime. And granted, two of them had come back due to penalties. Not one of those yards had gone for shyer, more shy than seven yards. They were dominating the Packers on the ground. I don't know why they, they that's Kellen Moore to me. Like Kel Kellen Moore is the weak link mm -hmm. on this staff. But you know who, who needs to take some heat? Dan Quinn. 
Like, yeah. there's no, there's not a Cowboys fan out there who wants to point a finger at him. I mean, yeah. I mean, what did what did we just say about the Packers last week? What were they hanging their hat on? Like, there was nothing that you could point to with this team that you felt good about at all. And for them to have that kind of offensive production that they did, and obviously it was aided by some turnovers from one Dakota Rain Prescott, who is now 31 and 31 against teams outside of the NFC East. So when he's not taking, but he's had a fourth quarter comeback at some home, of the worst franchises had. in the league, right. literally it, since Jalen Hurts has never had a fourth quarter comeback in his home like building. The Giants really in the Washington team the washington uh, team that just beat the philadelphia when, eagles interesting well certainly they're a better version now than they were when they were picking right and that, overall that washington team that the cowboys already beat this season right and anyway i mean yeah we're talking about going back to 2016 Dak is 31 and 31 including the playoffs in non-nfc east games so you know maybe it would be nice to do something outside of the division besides being mediocre at some point um, I do think he was getting a, off a little too easy with some of those intercepts. Like, oh, the interception wasn't on him. Definitely wasn't on him. That used to be a huge thing with Romo. Like, that was like a meme, I feel like, in Eagles. Let go fandom. of it. Romo lives in your head rent-free. Absolutely. Like, talk about this It's not game. about Romo. It's about the Cowboys quarterback. Somehow it's not his fault. Somehow an interception. Oh, I think that's too. Like who is like I. I don't like. I'm not saying those things. So like you shouldn't like. It was you like know, on the, you're, nas- you're the, the commentator on the national broadcast was or, like, who was it? Olsen or yeah, well, like Greg Olsen doesn't speak for Cowboys fans. Like why? Like, why? But like, like people if you, were taking if you want to play the like announcer like, oh, game, like Dak, Joe Buck was fawning over the Eagles the whole time. Like this isn't like don't don't. That's a straw man argument in every sense of the word. By the like, way, Rudy Ford. It's it's concerning that CD Lamb isn't cutting over the middle because that, that's happened Eagle. multiple times this season cd lamb has left Dak out to dry now Dak has to know that at this point in time like that's like it we say this all the time multiple things can be true it can be on cd and right. Dak. like it's it's a poor throw by Dak prescott in that moment demarcus lawrence had a strip sack of aaron Rodgers. that was the moment right like that was the like storm in like a bunch of savages oh, yeah. they take over at the green bay 10 yard line and you throw an interception like how can you get no points there it's really really frustrating yeah you have something else like that was a really I mean, short I, answer i, I mean you, it seemed like you were going i mean i said what i said like Dak was i thought disappointing uh you know if the cowboys start cooper rush they probably win the game so it's it's just a tough scene oh my gosh see like that's so <laughs> somebody tweeted at me listening. somebody tweeted at me and was like this is why blg says it's your bit because you say these things are gonna rise like like blg doesn't even believe half the things he says he's like full troll the other half of the time christian watson had 88 receiving yards prior to this he's game stinks, dude. Six he's NFL good games. Good. I know he's not good, but he had 107 yards and three touchdowns against the Cowboys. He had a great game, but he but he didn't even have like a like a, a flawless game. Like he still had mistakes in that game. Like he's he's clearly not a good player. And for the Cowboys to get beat by him was yeah all that more pathetic. Um, I talked to Trayvon Diggs this week on the Blog and the Boys podcast network, and he actually said that Minnesota was the one. Like he said, like they were they're hyped for this game. Um, he had an interesting take mm. that he doesn't like the bye week. Um, and he was really, you know, juiced and everyone should go listen to that on the blog of the boys podcast network. Um, and once you go listen to the interview on the blog of the boys podcast network, you can watch it on the blog of the boys, YouTube channel, um, talked obviously about the matchup against Justin Jefferson. Um, I mean, but, but he said, Micah said, McCarthy said, everybody said like, until we can show, we can stop the run. Teams are going to try doing it. Teams are going to like, why wouldn't you like, I mean, green Bay knew they were going to have to run the ball. They did. Aaron Jones had 138 yards on the ground, Mm. 138 yards. How this is this is a really interesting week, I think. This week, uh, 11 for from an Eagles perspective, certainly. Because the- I was gonna ask, like, so yeah. what, what? So, let me, let me can I set it up, please? Please go ahead, okay? Because I'm talking to Brandon, but to all Eagles fans, what do you want to happen? 
on Sunday. You have to like you made me pick a take. What I want mm. your preferred outcome, not like, well, I'll also be happy. No, I no. want to know what you prefer. If the Cowboys win, then that means the Vikings lose and the Eagles yep. have outright. Well, they currently have outright, but they have more room for error when it comes to the two number game. one seed. It'll be a two game cushion, assuming the Eagles win. Yeah. Right. So it gives them all the more room for error as far as the number one seed in the NFC. If the Cowboys lose, Vikings keep pace at the moment with the Eagles and, and are certainly more on pace to potentially dethrone them, especially if Philadelphia struggles. I think you, so if I'm, let me get my bearings here. So the, the Vikings Cowboys, it's in Minnesota. Yes. Yeah, sorry. I was answering a text message. It is and in Minnesota. That's this week. And then next week we have uh giants Cowboys on Thanksgiving in Dallas, right? Correct. So I think that's because that, that context is relevant there too. I mean, but and, you... and just for, for like a further piece of context, um, the Cowboys do not play the Thursday after Thanksgiving. That has generally been the case. So like that's right. a, na- a natural assumption for people. That's not the case this year. So I think it's very easy, especially when you add the context of like, you obviously, if you're the Eagles, you're hoping the Vikings lose, uh, the Cowboys win. Because I mean, it's all about the one seed. Like, come on. It's it's not if you're if you're you're setting your sights at the NFC East, like, no, wrong. This, if this is going to be a special season, you have one loss go all the way like you're shooting for the number one seed you want the vikings to lose this game and then you hope the next week that the giants end up upsetting the cowboys or depending what the giant why would you want that if if the you know what i'm saying like well I, i'm i'm assuming i said i think the giants are going to lose to the lions so but i think I, it'd be more helpful at that point let, let's say though that both the cowboys and giants win this week because yeah. th- next week's going to be an intense week on the mixtape of thanksgiving and stuff um so like who would you prefer win that because the giants still play the eagles twice sure but I, you know, I feel like I feel good about the Eagles' chances against them, uh, at least splitting. Um, so, so actually, this is the question: What is more likely in your mind, the Giants sweep, or excuse me, the Eagles sweep the Giants, or they beat the Cowboys on Christmas Eve? What is the more I, likely of those two things? I think that it's sweeping the Cowboys. I mean, it's it's no, 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 just just that one game. So they either sweep yeah. the Giants or sweep. Or so you're saying it's more likely they they lose or they beat the Cowboys and that they could sweep the Giants. I'm yeah. Then why would you root for the Giants next week? You would be wanting to root for the Cowboys well, if, you, if you consider again, the Giants to be a great threat. Lose this week, so they're going to drop to what seven and three, and then I'm rooting for the Cowboys. They would also be what seven and three. So then at that point, I would be rooting for the Giants because I think they are the lesser team. How does that not make sense? Um, I guess. I mean, I suppose, okay. Now that you're laid out, makes sense. Yeah, um, thank you. The Vikings, just so we're here, because while we're here. After this Cowboys game, they have they play on Thanksgiving as well. Um, the Vikings do. Um, how is that uh, possible? No, they don't. The, who, wait, yeah, yeah, they do. I thought the Bills played on Thanksgiving, and I guess I was. Who do um, the Vikings play on? They play the Patriots. Weird yeah, game. They, they're the night game what, on why Thanksgiving. Is that, what a weird matchup for like the um, the nighttime. Prime. I'm trying to think like what's the the story like what well, like what is like what's the go the Patriots. No, but like, you know what I mean? Like we had the like Harbaugh brothers one. Th- you know what I mean? Like what's the like the common thread? Um, Can you think of a connection? Uh, that's what I'm, tr- I'm trying. Um, like one. Uh, is, uh, there, is there an obvious one we're missing? <laughs> like, no. Right. I mean, uh, I'm, I'm really. I'm did really Kevin McC- did like, Kevin... Like, like, I don't think there's any former player or like notable coach that that was on the other team. You know, because that's what it like. It's some sort of like revenge or division rivalry. That's the night game. Kevin O'Connell was a third round pick by the Patriots in 2008. There we go. We finally found it. Oh, man, that is going to get hyped a thousand times on that game. It's going to be real. But so uh, Patriots, Jets, 
at the, the at the Lions, the Colts. The Colts going to play kind of a sneaky role here <laughs> in, in all of this because uh, they still play the Eagles and uh, the Giants, correct? Um, they still play the Eagles, the Giants, the Cowboys, and the Vikings. So all teams that are pertinent to the Eagles' success this season. Um, so that's an interesting – that would be so funny if the Colts just like came in and messed all this up, especially after everything I've said about them this season. Um, wow. Okay. Do you want to get to well, the commanders? You see the- Jeff Saturday's speech? Dude. I hate so we much. We don't have to that, talk about it. I hate so much that they won and that it like makes people think that like they're doing something notable. I hate that so much. It's more about the Raiders being awful. I mean, it's all about the Raiders being awful. Um, okay, we want to get to the command. I mean, we already talked about the game. Um, yeah, I mean, I think it's stupid that people are like, well, they can't go back to Carson Wentz now. Like, when, like, was, was that an idea? Was that something that people were considering? By the way, Carson Wentz and his team have never lost in his return to Philadelphia. That has so Carson he, Wentz and his team are undefeated as the visiting team in Philadelphia. He made a major contribution to that victory. That's, it's an it's an objective fact. Carson Wentz has That's never lost saying. a game he really as the returning them. team in Philadelphia. He owns that building. Let's talk about their outlook because by the way, they're... I think it's weird to call open stadiums buildings. Like you don't it doesn't have a roof. Hmm. I don't know. Uh, so the commanders, uh, up next for them is a road game against the Texans should be winnable home game against the Falcons. Some winnable games coming up here. You mentioned they have that giants, uh, by giants little stretch there, which is the giants by sandwich, right? Very dumb. Uh, huge one on Christmas Eve for them. Uh, 49ers in San Francisco, that could determine which of those teams might be a wild card team and which Just one might for not be. The, the perspective to BLG's point, as of right now, or as of the culmination of week 10, so as we enter week 11, the San Francisco 49ers are the seventh seed in the NFC and the Washington Commanders are the eighth seed. Um, so to your point, like that could, that's, that's the tiebreaker right there, assuming they kind of keep yep. pace with one another. Uh, also, should mention Chase Young will be back. Looks like he's progressing and will be back, uh, I think, this week. If not this week, then definitely after that. Um, so certainly another factor working in their favor. Uh, yeah, I mean, Commanders, I again, what's their ceiling? I don't think very high, but they could be a wildcard team. So to that point, let's kind of Commanders, Niners it out because that's the real like competition. The Commanders have not had their bye. The Niners have. So San Francisco's five and four. Um, up next for them, they have the Cardinals. Win or loss? Who is this? The 49ers. Um, and we'll see if Kyler's back, whatever. But I want to look at their schedule so I can visualize it. Um, but I'm going to say it's a win. They'll beat so the that, Cardinals. That's six and four. New Orleans? Oh, if they lose to the Saints, stats are going to lose. <laughs> <I> mean, that's, <laughs> that's a win for them. By the way, Saints pick. I know you love this update. It's currently at number four overall. Seven and four. NFL draft. Seven and four. Miami. Holy crap, dude. Loss. Hold up. Look at this, though. How is this possible? The Niners just played the Chargers on Sunday Night Football. Mm-hmm. That was the first of five straight home games for the Niners. Did you know this? No. I mean, they huh? what a buy in there, but yeah. No, they don't have a buy. I thought they had they, a buy. No, they had the buy before. So they came out of sure? their buy. I'm positive. Look at it yourself. They, I they, they had, just had a buy when we all had a buy. They did. They just came off of the buy. That's what I'm saying. Right. They just kicked off five straight oh, home games now. in a row. Okay. So, yeah. like, they they had the Chargers, then they have the Cardinals, the Saints. Oh, no, the, the Cardinals is in Arizona. No, it's not. Yeah, it oh, is. It's, it's no, it's an international game. It's the oh, Monday okay, night game. Whatever, but yeah, but, no, but that is 
It's, okay, fine. It's, it's technically a road game. Well, it's listed here as a home game. So, um, whatever. Stupid. Anyway, so we think they beat the Charge or the Cardinals. That's six and four. The Saints seven and four. They lose the Dolphins. Lose the Dolphins seven and five. The Bucks. I'm going to say it's a loss. They lose to one of the Bucks or the Seahawks in those uh, two. So that puts them at eight and six because that split. game's in Seattle. Yeah. And then say say they lose to Washington. Like let's let's live in that world for a second. Mm-hmm. Eight and seven, and then at Vegas they win nine and seven. Yeah. And so maybe they beat the Cardinals. That would be 10 wins. So they get, they're at 10. So Washington's at five right now. Yeah. Houston and Atlanta are wins. Yep. So that's seven. And then they probably split the Giants split, series. Split the Giants. Yeah. That would be eight. We yeah, gave so them, it, it comes we gave down them down the, the 49ers game. We, we gave them the Niners win. That would be yeah. nine. Um, and then the Browns in week 17. Yeah. With Deshaun Watson. Probably a loss. So they could have nine wins. And if they matched San Francisco with 10, they would mm-hmm. get in. And I, where this gets really interesting for Washington is that game is against the Cowboys. And by then, the Cowboys might be locked into their wild card spot. You know what I mean? Like it might, yeah. it might be insignificant for Dallas. Right. So, like, that's a really interesting kind of turn of events. Yeah, it is. I think you have to give your boy Ron Rivera a lot of credit. I was really happy for him. Obviously, he had the speech after losing his mom. Like, it was a really, he's a great human being. Like, there's no doubt about that. And I, I mean, it's last week was really rough <laughs> for the commanders dude like how did the eagles everybody everybody's saying how they're like completely distracted all off the field and they go into philadelphia and just own them mm-hmm. embarrassing yeah Didn't um dispute that do we want to pick these week this game this week yeah. this, this week's games um okay so let's go in chronological order the Philadelphia Eagles are six and a half point favorites against the Indianapolis Colts in Indy. Nick Sirianni returns. Yeah, if Nick Sirianni returns. He wants some revenge for Frank Reich. Yeah, obviously loves Frank Reich. Maybe Frank Reich is giving the Eagles some secrets. I don't really know what secrets. Do you the think? Because th- there was some chatter that he was going to maybe hire Frank Reich. I wonder if the NFL was like, wait till after that game because that would look really bad. Well, also from a standpoint of why would Frank Reich want to hop into another situation? You're making money. You can just take time off. Like coaches are, it's such a grind to be a coach. Like why not literally just take some time off to chill, hang out with your family? Like there's no good reason to just jump back into coaching right away, especially if you're getting paid anyway. And like you wouldn't get, you wouldn't double dip. Like the way I think the coaching salaries work like that, I'm pretty sure the Eagles, it would be offset. You wouldn't be getting right. like more money. It'd be the same money. Uh, so why not just take the time off? Um, I think after the season, though, if Shane Steichen gets hired, it seems like a very real possibility. Yeah, I think he could be Eagles offensive coordinator uh, next year. But I will take a little spoiler alert for the ESPN Nation NFL show this week. Eagles are my lock of the week. They're going to bounce back in the big way in cover mm, against oh my the team. I mean, fully in shambles. Like, you know like what the line chasing, is? I just said it. You're clearly not listening. It's six and a half. I don't listen to anything you say. Don't you think that's low? For how bad you think this Colts team is? It seems yeah. like people are overreacting to the Eagles losing and the Colts winning. Yeah, I, I was going to say, there's an overreaction on both sides here, right? Like, there's the, like, oh, my gosh, Eagles. Like, the Eagles are frauds and fake tough guys, but they're still a very good team. Um, and the Colts are not a good team. But there's, like, I – did you see – like, I don't want to, like, do the, like, Dan Orlovsky thing, but did you see his tweet about De- Jeff Saturday? Oh, okay. I saw <laughs> Justin Fields being MVP. No, oh. I don't think I saw the Saturday one. Um, I'm going to, like, paraphrase, but it was, like, what un – like, the letter – the word un, like, what un – semicolon, and then they were, like um, – uh several things like uh disrespectful um overmatched like whatever win so like he basically like took like all the adjectives that like everybody had about jeff saturday and was like and applied them to like winning okay uh yeah i think that colts had their you know head coach gets fired kind of boost that you see from teams sometime and i think that is not going to sustain them 
and I think uh, I think Sirianni is really going to want this one because he like he loves to talk about Frank Reich. He just talks about him all the time, and I think it's meaningful to him to uh, get a win over the team, the franchise that really did Frank Reich dirty. Not to say that Frank Reich, oh my, God. didn't deserve to be. Uh, I don't oh know. My fired gosh, that is so stupid. Don't well, so I mean, stupid. You you just said it on the the Monday Football Monday. Like Frank Reich didn't even get to pick his starting quarterback, but Jeff Saturday gets to come. But in Frank, and do that. Frank Reich made his own bed. Like I, I agree. Mean, I'm not. I'm not trying to. So then you can't say they made him dirty. That's talking out of both sides of your mouth. Like they, I mean, no. I like, mean, he, it, he made this bed because Ballard should also be fired. They put no. all of it on Reich. Sure, he but 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 the week before that, he put it all on Marcus Brady. I mean, he he had no problem throwing you somebody under the bus. Reich that is he got thrown the in. shots there. I mean. I don't he did that. that. I think that's awfully okay. convenient. So, I don't, so I don't think it's, I don't think it's fair to wash his hands clean. No, no, I don't think that's fair. In any um, case, it doesn't change the point, which I think Sir, whether it's whether you believe that was the case or not, I bet you Sirianni believes that, and I think he I, really. I wants fully to believe because I fully yeah. believe that Sirianni is like this one's for Frank. Like right, I exactly. fully believe that Sirianni has found a way to like make himself the underdog in this story. I fully believe that. Um, the uh, I'll take the Eagles to cover though. Uh, the Commanders are. Three and a half point favorites against the Texans. Yeah, I mean, the Texans are, again, I have them at number 32 in my power rankings. They're the worst team, I feel like, in the league. Do not have a lot going for them other than Damian Pierce, who's a nice player. But I think Washington will be able to stop the run. That's actually one of their strengths. So I do not see the Texans winning this game. I like the Commanders. Um, I don't have much to offer. I don't, I think it might be closer. Like I wouldn't be shocked if they didn't cover, you know what I mean? Like okay. they just kind of like hung on. Um, cause I think there'll be some like, you know, they won't be the like super dominant team that they were on Monday night. Uh, but I think they win, um, ultimately comfortably. Uh, the giants, are, as I mentioned earlier, are three point favorites Lost. against the Detroit lions. Lost. Give me the points. Lions have won last two games. What have the, what have you got some fights? Not, you can't do this. Like you think Justin field sucks and the lions barely beat him. But they did beat him. But they barely beat him. So, like, okay, how can you how can you him. feel like confident? Like, I can be like, well, they won two games in a row. Like, no, they barely the way, beat the quarterback who I mean, stinks. You've been trashing. You've said no one gets. I'll, I'll get into it in the uh, SB Nation NFL show. Um, although I just want to point out that the Packers beat the Cowboys, and they did. The Commanders beat the you're Eagles. Like, wow, the Dean Campbell is so pathetic. But the packers i told you i don't like by the lions. it was an awful loss for the cowboys i don't believe in the packers though like right, i don't anyway in all seriousness all this whatever aside uh i just think the giants are due for losses i just that's how i know maybe that sounds silly in my mind i feel like that's how it is i feel like they've overachieved they're due for losses so i'm gonna take the lions because i think they're due for losses mm, then aren't the eagles due for more losses and more regression because they've kind of been the same way i mean maybe one or two mm, so the rules change for the eagles interesting Not really. um I will take the Giants, and I will lay the points. Um, the uh, Dallas Cowboys, this line has shrunk. They were two and a half, no, two-point favorites when the lines first opened up um, against the Minnesota Vikings. Um, so they're six and three in Minnesota. I know people think that the Vikings are a little bit of a paper tiger here, but they're one-point favorites as of this moment. I'll take the Cowboys. I mean, the the Vikings. You locked the Cowboys up last week, by the way, speaking of the SB Nation NFL show. Yeah, that's uh, fine. I'll, I'll so you're over loss. here like, how stupid when you thought they would win emphatically as well. Thank you for reading my blurb. I you did. literally shared the exact same thought. I, no, I did not want them mm. to win. I thought they would win. Mm. And they should have won. Mm. Was I wrong? They were up 28 mm. to 14. They should have like hold on. Graham. What am I supposed to do? He's on the ground. What am I supposed to do? You're turning the Eagles. Sorry. You're turning the Cowboys losing into an own on me somehow. When yeah, because you were sad. You're just owning yourself because the you, Cowboys you were sad. lost. I'm not sad at all. Um, I will take 
what are so what are we, I'll take the Cowboys to win because I think the Vikings still are not as good. I mean, they were like what they were eighth, I think, actually in point differential. And like, we I don't just know how you won't give them any credit for the win. DVOA. I mean, they won in spite of their quarterback. I don't love winning. That's that not way. true. Yeah, it absolutely is true. Did you not watch true. the game? Did you see the turnovers? Of they course, were terrible. That, that did you see him? Did you watch the game? Like, I mean, sorry, did you see him? Not managed to get in the end zone on a quarterback. You, you make it so sound many like they ran so far, in. like he ran backwards every play. Like that's again, like the they, they the, like the, the fact that like Kirk Cousins had negative plays doesn't mean that like they won in spite of him. Like that that, that they doesn't like, won in spite of him. Um, I will take the Cowboys. Um, to win, obviously. Okay. Um, that's a help to the Eagles. Congrats, to Cowboys. You're only uh, helping the Eagles. By the way, well, assuming the Eagles beat the Colts, which isn't really necessarily a lock because they just got pushed around by the sorry Commanders. But, um, by the way, uh, DraftKings does right now have the lineup for Thanksgiving's Cowboys Giants game. It's subject to change. I mean, it's obviously yeah. over. It's over a week look, away. Look what do you think it is? I'd like you to guess. Um, I'm gonna say Cowboys uh minus three. It is Cowboys minus seven. That's a little <laughs> much, I think. It's over it's a week and change away, so it's very interesting. I mean, that's uh, me saying that as someone who isn't even as high on the Giants as some people would be. Mm. That's crazy. Um and that'll change. That's gonna change. Wow. Anything else you want to say? Anything at all? I would just like to point out that despite losing the Eagles are still first in the NFC as a whole. Still oh my gosh, this the is the NFC ultimate East. moral win. Like this, no, this is what not. I was told that Eagles fans weren't. I was told that Eagles fans were only caring about winning. You're such that a they, bad, they weren't about so participation trophies or more or morality like this. Like this No, is, it's absolutely a frustrating loss. Go hear me talk about it on BGN radio. But I'm saying for as much as it was, like if you zoom out. They're still eight and one, and literally anyone would sign up for that through the first nine games of this season. Now we're at we would have signed up for this territory for eight and one. The would shambles have... that Eagles fans have fallen into is just if they lose to the Colts, that's a different story, my man. Like that's going to be a different tune. That is not like eight and two is still good. No, 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 definitely not. But if they go out and they beat them convincingly, then they're nine and one, and they're still on a good path to getting the one seed. Let me be very clear that I want nothing more than for the Eagles to lose games. But it will be incredibly uh, – it will come at a huge price because it will be so annoying if the Colts right. – you know what I'm saying? Like, if the Colts beat them, it will be like, look at this. Like, it will be – Yeah, how are you going to survive that? What are I, you going to do? I, I will take that over the Eagles winning. Like, I'll obviously – I get that. But what are you um, going to – what's your take going to be at that I, point? I, I mean, like, I I don't do you know. Apologize? Do you have to say an apology to Jim Irsay? I'm not apologizing. I, to be fair, um, I was more bothered – by Chris Ballard and Frank Reich that I was Jim Mercy. Like, I mean, because like we're perpetually bothered by Jim Mercy. So my, my beef was with those two uh, more than anybody. I think Ballard uh, more so than anyone. Ballard sucks, but because um, he's like Frank Reich actually, you know, did some things, right? What is what has Ballard really done? Like, what does he actually accomplish? Like, Frank Reich was the offensive coordinator for a Super Bowl winning team. He was also had one of the best comebacks in the NFL history as a quarterback. Like he's done some things in his career. He like, also had respect. that comeback in college. And not only in the NFL, he had right. the same comeback right. in college. So like um, so my point being, he's done things to like earn reverence and respect. Right. What has Chris Ballard done? Like what has he accomplished? He hung Actually, a banner for Chris, a playoff appearance. All Chris Ballard has done is get owned. Like remember his like pitiful, the rivalries back on like comment. Granted, he did get yeah. some vindication for that uh, by beating Josh McDaniels with Jeff Saturday. Not that the Jeff Saturday thing was, was even his decision to like feel proud of, but um, he literally like his, the guy he picked and, and touted and Frank Reich got fired after they lost to the Patriots. 
as, as, and not like not even the like Tom Brady led Patriots. You know what I mean? Like it was just like that is not a like that we people misuse the term rivalry. It's not a rivalry if it's one sided. You know what I'm saying? Like Cowboys Eagles is a rivalry. Cowboys Packers is not a rivalry. So um, just kind of is also but, out of division rivalries. Really, you know, they're really not so much. Right. I mean, but also like some divisional matchups aren't rivalries like Eagles commanders because the commanders have never lost in Philadelphia. Um, so, no, so it's not a rivalry. It's just like a one sided thing. um all right let's leave and as we do brandon i would like you to give us three um three cool bye everyone see you later show's over three three cool foods Three cool, cool, cool. We talked. We, we talked jalapenos. Yeah, temperature earlier. or aesthetic? Yeah, like three, or... like the opposite of jalapenos. That's the only uh, explanation you get. This is the kind of food I don't like, um, especially like a savory. Like I don't like a potato salad, but I'll say a potato salad because that's one of them. Um, oh, like stupid. you count that right? Like I will. I don't like that... it either. I mean, I'm saying that qualifies for the category. Right, right, yeah, right? yeah. That fits okay. the category. Okay, uh, potato salad. Um, another cool food. Let's say blueberries. Good pick. Very good pick. And then I'm going to go with... Uh, so cool, not cold. Because I you can't right. say ice cream. Right. Um, cool. Something cool. <laughs> Just cooled. Um, uh, I don't want to say a fruit again. This is tough. This is a tough, tough activity, RJ. It's also not good podcasting. Um, why don't you pick the last one? Uh, banana pudding. So, uh, the podcast audience can't see this, but the YouTube audience can. I'm wearing a Jordan hoodie because Taylor Heineke got a new pair because he destroyed the Philadelphia Eagles. I'm on the next one. He's wearing a Cowboys logo and the Cowboys lost. What does it take to be an entrepreneur and how is it changing in our ever-evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the Prop G Podcast and an entrepreneur myself. Right now, we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work-life balance, how to raise capital for your business and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the future of entrepreneurship of Prop G Pod, special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the Prop G pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts.